Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Juniper has been named Champion of Strength after her victory in the arena. But who is the stranger impersonating the Forsaken? Can Quinny and Doddle win the dance contest at the Masquerade Ball? And will they ever look into the location of Baba Yaga's friggin' hourglass? Find out next on Dum Dums and Dragons. This 10 gold, I'm throwing it in the garbage. I just throw it in a garbage can. <laughs> All of the people who got ejected dive into the garbage can and fight over it. I'll give another 10 gold to whoever can tell me where the Forsaken is staying. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I think he was staying at the manor. Okay, tell me where that is. <laughs> I've, I've calmed down and I'm a little embarrassed by how much yelling I was doing. Gre- Greblock Manor, the... Fucking hell. All right. I give that guy 10 gold. This day has been a fucking anus. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you all meet back up. Do you want to meet back up at the tavern, I assume? Back at Bar Barbaran? Yeah, that, that feels like a safe space for us to meet. So up. you arrive at Bar Barbaran. The dwarves have cooked up a really nice wheat beer. It's really good for the season. Now that they're no longer under the constraints of Bart, the bartending bard, the beer quality has truly risen exponentially. You're all served some drinks. Juniper, you're still festooned in, mm-hmm. in your victory garb. Doddle and Queenie, they administer tremendously good medical care to you. So you actually feel better than you did when you started the day, ah. which is pretty good. You're feeling limber. <laughs> I, feel, I feel better than I have in a long time. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, you know, I carry a lot of negative energy around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they gave you some like affirmations. They're like, eat, pray, love. And you're like, oh, that's what I've been missing. Oh, wait, Juniper, you still have my snake? Yeah. Otto, come on out. Hey, did we win? Yeah, we won, buddy. It's so good. We did it. Yay. Yay. He does like a little snake dance. Here's the thing. I need to figure out who the fuck is dressed up as the Forsaken. Why? Because I'm the goddamn Forsaken. What do you mean you're the Forsaken? The Forsaken was in the ring. There's a long puppet show. What's the song that plays while we watch it? It's like, you've got a friend in me, only it's played by a death metal band. (laughs) You got a friend in me. Yeah, just like. (laughs) (laughs) so i act out the whole thiefies where like i lost my faith in my goddess altogether because i had no more powers then became a murderous monster and then became a celebrity by being a murderous monster but i had like a really good merchandiser cut to the end of that so two things a it is me b it's a very profitable brand and c i don't want someone who's not me dragging people down into a weird hell that they should not be a part of atheism is incorrect (laughs) i'm morally opposed to the views being presented so i need to figure out who this is and then if they're the wrong kind of forsaken let's have them meet a goddess and if they're the right kind of forsaken then let's get our cut of the merchandising rights and set some brand rules i imagine if he's here he's got to be at the masquerade right if yeah. we're thinking he's like a grimlock fancy if he's staying at the mansion he's probably going to show up at the wedding and real weird about it like think of that guy at a wedding <laughs> fucking bummer city well that's why i want to talk to him before the wedding because he also might be able to help us with the heist oh so what I'll do for the masquerade tomorrow, I'm going to bring the stuff that paints Goblin Jr. into Death Wolf. I'm going to bring him as my regular companion. And then when we're in the party, I'll dress him up and we'll keep him with that medallion of thought and we'll send him to bring the Forsaken to us. I'm going to get that back, right? <laughs> get what back? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, he lost a breastplate. Now he has a medallion. <laughs> 
So you have an evening to prepare before we deal with masquerade day. Is there anything else you want to do this evening? You guys need to practice your fucking dance. Yes, we do. Um, well, actually, I would like the night off, please, because as we met the Baroness for the first time, and I got to thinking, it's like, hmm, they told us that the Baroness was going to, you know, marry a queen. And at first I was freaking out because I was like, well, maybe they're going to marry me. But then I was like, no, I'm not a queen. Maybe they're not going to marry me. And then I quickly realized there is a way that I could be queen now. And I'd very much like to just go to bed. There are very few times I'm just going to say that's a bad idea. But <laughs> not practicing the dance because you're sad means you'll have less of a chance of getting into the wedding that you want to stop if it's you. Don't you want to practice that? Like Juniper and I could go try to get information about the queen if you want. Mm-hmm. Like we could go tr- see if we got any rumors. Maybe it's not you and then you don't have to worry at all. Like we go to pubs and like talk to people. Okay. It's going to be a really sad spider that dance though. You got to dance it out. Got to work out those issues on the dance floor. Is there a particular person you want to get news? Because I mean, I've got to go as me but we could send the crazy grandpa or the knitting lady or like who do you think will get you the info you want from strangers uh there's the naked half orc who pulled me in the water okay well let's cross that off the list right now <sighs> okay so clothed that's um, a good thing to want maybe not the creepy honestly it'd probably be you because you're nobility and charismatic cool do you have like a noble person or do you know what you're the I'm, champion I'm a champion where are your champion crap Thank this you. is gonna be great i'm the fucking champion like <laughs> Rightfully so. Look at these flowers they gave me. <laughs> the crown goes really well with my masquerade outfit, That's too. True. Just want to say. You should add it. I will. As Doddle sad dances with Quinny, can you both roll me a performance check? Oh, no. It's five. Fifteen. Okay, so as I'm sad dancing, I think I could use like a pep talk or something. <laughs> Sorry, my instinct was not nice. (laughs) I mean, do it. Go with your instinct. Quinny, like, pirouetting around you and being like, you are fucking this up. Do better. (laughs) You're going to sink us both out there. It is kill or be killed on the dance floor, Donald. And I will not be killed. Donald, Quinny's speech has no effect on you. In fact, if anything, it it kind of hurts your feelings. Then all of a sudden, you start to hear a music box playing. uh, And you turn and no-eyed Al is sitting there being like, go ahead, Donald. I believe in you. Dance like a teenage dirtbag. <laughs> I got two tickets to Iron Maiden. I mean, it's better as an eight. <laughs> <laughs> so you do dance to teenage dirtbag. Not a great song to dance to, but you try your best, and that's what really matters. Except to Quinny, who is livid. <laughs> So, Quinny, I will offer you a devil's bargain. You can spend one of your advantages to allow Doddle to pass this as you get over your shit and decide <laughs> that maybe it's it's worth silver lining playbooking this and actually helping her out. Yeah. Uh, or you can keep them for the event itself. No, I'll take it. I'll offer one up to lift your spirits now, and then uh, hopefully we'll be better tomorrow. Okay. All right. Quinny shows you how to bend sadness into dance. <laughs> do, do I roll again? No, or? no. He, he just gives you an auto pass by sacrificing one of his advantages. Oh, thank you. So you're fully black swanning it, turning your sadness into elegant dancing. And Alice just like, I assume you're both doing great. And you know what? You are. So we smash cut to the most expensive tavern in town, which is the Eagle's Rest, which is a posh country club style place. It's, it's you know, nice and fancy. There are just stuffed eagles everywhere. The doors opened by a dwarf butler, but she looks you up and down and goes, oh, a, a lord and oh, and the champion. Oh, my. Well, welcome. Welcome to the Eagle's Rest. May I take your cloak, madam? Yes, of course. Sir, may I take your cloak? Oh, it seems to be a bit dusty. Uh, shall I have it washed for you? I would appreciate that. Thank you very much. Very good. So she takes both of those and she ushers you in. Big, massive, more supper club than tavern. That said, everyone's getting drunk. They're just getting rich people drunk. So it's 
the same effect, but on much more expensive drinks. I want to look around and try to spot the friendliest looking table, but I need to be sure because I'm used to like aristocratic politics. They can't be the least important people in the room. I need to be at least like three rungs up from. You find a mid-level elven lord. She seems to be well off enough that she has tables she avoids, but is kind of well aware of her station. So she kind of flits in and out of things. And eventually you find her just standing on the balcony, kind of overlooking the grounds, sipping a very expensive liqueur. I'll join her on the balcony. And I just say, come here often. No, first time. But perhaps I shall come by again, Mr. Oh. And she kind of like looks at your massive form. She says, aren't you interesting? My name is Butthole Farch, leader of House Farch, heir to the kingdom of Akar, and you are? I am Lady Edith. It's a pleasure to meet you, Lady Edith. Do you come from elsewhere? We come from a a noble but small-ish town outside of the uh, Windbreak Vale, uh, just on the edge. We're we're Bannerman to the Silverthorns. Ah, so you've traveled for the wedding. Oh, we have indeed, yes, yes. Our our new queen is to be married. Wonderful new queen. Have things changed so recently in the Vale? I've only journeyed into this land recently, Came to town, heard about the wedding, bought a couple of businesses, you know, just having a good time. Well, I was going to write you off, having never heard of House Farge, but if you've bought property, that does suggest you're on the up and up. Can you roll me a persuasion check, please? Eleven. She seems on side to sort of randomly gossip. She's not going to give you any deep insights, but she's, ah, yes, our recent princess, Dodalia Silverthorn, has been uh, proving herself quite ambitious of late and uh, recently announced that she would be stepping in as, as Queen Regent. Interesting. Was there a previous ruling family? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, Queen Silverthorn was on the throne for quite some time. A, a, a very impressive woman, uh, a mighty warrior who helped bring calms to the veil and, and truly protect us. But, you know, uh, there had been some talk that she wanted to retire, but it, it seemed that young Dodalia had no interest in ruling. She seems to have really straightened up and, and, and decided that this was her time. So the queen apparently was very happy to abdicate, and uh, we now have a new queen. The former queen, I guess. Is, is she here for the wedding? Uh, no, no. Uh, we haven't seen much of her. Apparently she fell into rather ill health. Oh. Oh, that's not ideal. But no, of no, course, not. old people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you, you both Jim take to like the room full of gray hairs, muttering like, money, 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 money. Uh, and uh, you both nod to each other. Wonderful. Well, it's been a pleasure to meet you. And you. Uh, hopefully I will see you at the masquerade. Well, why wait? Do you have plans later tonight? No, actually. And I don't have to compete in the dance, so perhaps we shall drink and uh, make friends. Uh, is that what they call it where you come from? Depends on what you mean by <laughs> it. <laughs> Let me be clear. My vagina would like to make friends with your penis. <laughs> oh, my. Uh... <laughs> I rarely do that on the first conversation. Uh, uh. <laughs> Smash cut back to, uh, to Juniper. Juniper, you are inside the bar. Uh, what are you doing? Juniper is ordering drinks. Juniper does not quite know how to handle these types of crowds. So you pull up to the table and pull a champion stance and the bartender is bringing you drinks for free because you're, you're the champion. That said, they're all coming in these tiny little sherry glasses, which is like so frustrating to you yeah. as, as a long-traveled warrior. So I think you're kind of in a, almost a Thor situation where it's just like you sip it and it's like, again. And he goes, oh, very good. And he's steaming the glass each time and it's really incredibly frustrating. I kind of want to make conversation with the bartender. What do you want to ask? So, uh, been in hand or long? Oh yes, uh, my whole life. Yeah. So, uh, what do you what do you think of it? And the Grimlocks. Because you've been the only person hanging out at the bar, he kind of rolls his eyes. He's literally like that wedding bartender that you befriend, who's like, "Oh, thank God, someone to talk to who isn't these assholes." Yeah. yeah. So he kind of leans across the table and is like, "Honestly, they've been going downhill for years. Used to be incredibly powerful warlocks, but uh, you know their magic has been growing thinner and thinner every year. They barely have anything left." For years. 
Yeah, very, over decade, generation to generation. You know, I remember my grandfather would tell me tales of how powerful they were, but current lady hasn't hasn't shown any of that. So it sounds like their talents have worn down, if you know what I mean. I'm actually, I think she's pretty lucky that she's marrying this queen lady from, uh, you know, fucking elf land or whatever, because she's not got much left. What do you know about this queen lady? She's an elf. She's supposed to be pretty ambitious from what I hear. All right. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, okay. I thought I thought maybe that was something more juicy to share. My job's to serve you drinks, not just ply you with information. You think every bartender just has expositional data to tell you? Well, kind of, in my experience. Well, I guess then I'm just a disappointment. My dad was right. No, uh, you're he, not a disappointment. He, he disappears. I'm sorry. You, just, you hear gentle crying coming from the, the <laughs> service room. Oh, jeez. Smash cut back out to the balcony. So, like... She's like running a finger around the rim of her tiny sherry glass. Listen, you're doing great work here, but... But like <laughs> the thing I it, it, because I'm like the heir to the entire kingdom of Aka and oh. we have like issues with sort of the line to the throne, I can't really just go throwing my wiener around without putting kingdoms at risk. So it's gotta stay in the plate mail. <sighs> we can make out for a bit if you want. <laughs> well, I'd never say no, and then she just jumps you. Great, we're gonna make out for a bit. <laughs> friend, Misa Farthole, here to tell you about exciting Patreon. You know, only for $25 a month, you can send your own friend into Dum Dum's land. That's right, I call from hell to tell you you can help your friend. Want butthole not die? Oh, praise bubble. You for $25, pick NPC, design, send into Dum Dum's and Dragons, save butthole life. He need it, otherwise he die. What about King Quimby? He needs friend too. $25. Send friend to King Quimby. $25 a month and you get thank you from God. That's right. Come down from best God ever. Say thank you at the end of every episode. You just have to go to patreon.com slash dice. That's right. D-U-M-B. Funny word. D-U-M-B. Funny word. D-I-C-E. Useful thing. Send friends to save my friends, please. Also, you get ad-free feed or something. Is it a gray water makeup? I don't think I've ever really just made out with a lady before. So I'm just trying to figure out what's up. Like, I, I might use some gray water tricks until I try to figure this out. A performance check. The romantical kind. That's a nat 20. Oh, my God. Uh, we we so, both orgasm. <laughs> uh, so even though this does nothing for you sexually, she's at least inventive, and you're learning a lot of interesting techniques. And, like, maybe, just maybe if Queenie gives you the time of day one day. I can kiss that boy so good. You feel confident now. You you know, you, you knew how to do it in a, in a professional friendship way, but now I think you, you've got a good sense of how to romantically do it. I thank her uh, <laughs> at the end of this makeup. She is quite flushed. Does not seem like she requires thanks. She's been thanked plenty. I don't thank her. <laughs> but I say that I will see her at the masquerade. She says, oh, hopefully. Agreed. Okay. I've got to head back and look after my new businesses. See you later. She's like, fuck, that guy's cool. I just say to myself, wow. As I walk off the balcony. And uh, you collect Juniper, who's looking forlornly at the back room where you hear gentle sobbing. Did you kiss someone real bad? No. Why did you say that? Because I kissed someone real good. Oh. <laughs> Okay, no. let's go. <laughs> I would just like to chat, <laughs> know your experience, but we can do that as we walk away. You walk away with Butthole regaling Juniper of stories of his... Yeah, I offer to teach you how to make out, but I think I'm going to have to do it. It's not a good describer. I'm okay. 
I'm okay. Okay, maybe later, though. I think we have established that Juniper is plenty good at making out throughout her various adventures, but... Yeah, I've got that covered. (laughs) Then I want to learn tricks from you. (laughs) uh, Mrs. Paisley fucks! (laughs) (laughs) So you arrive back at the tavern just in time to see the end of what looks like a moderately okay dance. Quinny, you're done practicing, right? I mean, I've done all I can. (laughs) Just kind of like... Nigel Farge sweating, like, breathing a little bit, like... I think I was doing... I've done all I can. I think I was doing really good with the box step there once I got, like, the foot the footwork down. The heel ball change is tricky. I know. Uh, yeah, I still haven't gotten the like high kick very good, but like I'll do some stretches tonight and maybe one day I'll get my kick as high as you. Maybe. <laughs> All right. So did you get any news, Juniper? Uh, at the bar? Did you learn anything about the royal family? No, not really. Did you I learn? mean, the did Grumlocks you? have been going downhill magically for years. So they like don't have power anymore? Yeah, pretty much. They used to be magical. Okay, I'm going to lock that away. I think I've got two thoughts then. That is interesting. Uh, so some bad news, but possibly medium news. We heard... So wait, my options are bad news and medium news. Yeah, because there's some question marks involved. So that makes the it queen worse. getting married is you. <laughs> You're the queen regent because your mom abdicated and then they're telling everyone she's sick and no one's seen her in a while but she's she's alive well no one's seen her in a while and they say she's sick as i said it could be medium news maybe she's just sick but based on the stories we've heard of the void walker i don't know when he just sighs just throws the newspaper down like all right let's start practicing focus on that This isn't time to, to dwell on whether or not your mom is sick or dead. Stop, stop. There's no crying and dancing. <laughs> There's no crying in the box step. Okay, other thought as we just watch <laughs> Donald be forced to do like a very sad box step while Quinny stands over her, but I'm still talking to the whole room. We've heard before that the Void Walker tends to show up to like peace talks and then brutally murder everyone, right? Because that's what happened to the TikToks. Okay. We've now learned that the Gremlocks have been running out of power for a very long time. So this means it's sort of like showing up to an enemy you know is weaker than you to have a celebration about an alliance that would make it very easy to, let's say, murder everyone and take over the city, right? That would fit Voidwalker MO? I'd imagine Mm. so. Yeah, if enough of her guards are on board, yeah. I have a lot of concerns about this wedding would be the short answer. This could be a hostile takeover. It could be an assassin. You know how we took over the two businesses? This could be that at a <laughs> like a, a city to nation level. I mean, we're going to stop the wedding. I would also like to point out it'd be like really cool. You know, you get you do what you need to do in order to like save my people and whatever. But it'd be super duper if nobody killed you know my old body because i would like to go back to it what do you have to go back to it or does baba yaga turn you into it were you transformed or swapped i was swapped it was a freak friday situation so if we kill that body then we're screwed well i'm screwed i mean like like i said number one priority here is to fix my fuck up and save my people so we can't just steal the hourglass and leave that would not work for you I mean... How do you feel if the Voidwalker kills Gremlock and then we just put you back in your body and now you got two cities? I don't know if I'm ready for the responsibility of one city yet. So you don't like that idea? <laughs> just, just just, wanted to check. You know what, but well, I'm not okay with a lot of things that are happening right now and I just have a lot, of pr- a lot to process right now. You just do that box step. We'll come back to this. Box step. <laughs> 
she just sadly can't. dances. Yeah. Quinny, you're in charge of dance practice. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm doing think, it. I think I'm good to go to bed. Butthole, as someone who has dealt with parental issues more than perhaps anyone else in the party, do you have any parting words of wisdom for Doddle in this difficult time? There's like a war within me because I just assume everyone's parents are monsters, but I've realized that's not true. And she seems sort of emotional, which would suggest her mom wasn't. Doddle, this is just worth noting. Parents disappear or they die or they change and we lose them because we change too. And we all have an idea of how that's going to happen. You might think you're going to have like a big speech from your dad and you get to refuse his speech and then stand up and be a hero and then defeat him so you can prove to yourself and him that you're strong enough to be your own man. But then he gets attached to a venom monster and your friends murder him while you try to murder them. And he never gives a speech and you just get a ring and your life is empty and you never know if you'd be strong enough to beat him. And that haunts you. So you don't want to be a queen. And I can understand that because it sucks and you have to make hard choices. And a lot of them are kind of shitty. But parents go away and then you have to figure out what you are and the choices are the choices you're stuck with so the question isn't are you going to be a queen so what kind of queen are you going to be and then i walk out i put away my clipboard (laughs) do you stop box stepping yeah did i say to stop box stepping one two three four are we box stepping all night until you get it right This act is like wearing thin, I think, for Doddle. I'd like to go to bed. Yeah, yeah. Quinny's like, all right, you know what? You've actually done a really, really good job. Whatever kind of emotions you're harnessing, it shows in your dance moves. Thank you. Yeah, I think. Is it because I cried the whole time? I don't know what it is. I don't want to put a label on it, but I think you're going to be great tomorrow. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. I'm going to go to bed now, and I'm going to hop up on my bed and put my knees to my chest, and I'm going to scry on my mom. You know what that does, you do? No, uh, I particularly want our listeners to know. So you can see in here a particular creature you choose that is on the same plane of existence as you. The target must make a wisdom saving throw, which is modified by how well you know the target and the sort of physical connection you have to it. If a target knows you're casting this spell, it can fail the saving throw voluntarily if it wants to be observed. You pull your knees up, you close your eyes, and you just kind of reach out across the distance. And it's difficult, but you begin to sense your mother's presence. And you kind of hear her voice in your head say, Doddle, is that you? You kind of see through her eyes. She looks to be kind of in a a fairly shabby bed that seems to be kind of in one of the north towers of the palace. Like not her bedroom? No, definitely not. Out the window, you just see sky and clouds, so she's definitely somewhere elevated. You can see your father sitting in a chair across from her. Uh, He seems to be dressed very shabbily, like his sort of scholar's clothes are are fairly ragged. You can see he's tending a very watery soup overheat, and he says, Oh, uh, honey, are you okay? What? And she just kind of shakes her head and says, Oh, I just thought I felt her. You know, the real her out there somewhere. That's nice. Tell her I say hello. She just goes, Hi, Doddle. We believe in you. And then she starts to cough horribly, and her vision closes as she seems to kind of drift off into unconsciousness. That bitch. We get him good at bed. And with thoughts of revenge on your mind, you fall into an uneasy sleep. The next day arrives. The entire town is buzzing with excitement over the masquerade. You have time to do one major action each before we smash cut to the masquerade. So is there anything at all you wanted to do before the main event? I have to go get the lady to cover me in dirt and plant seeds in my armor. Uh, yeah, she shows up at the tavern ready to do it. Like, and I got to get this stuff to be able to paint Goblin Jr. as Death Wolf. So that'll be mine. Okay, great. So she she's able to bring all of that. Uh, she's really excited that you bought this. She's been trying to sell this forever and no one wants it. So, yep, yeah, she does that for you. Your armor begins to grow fruit. Your fruit suit grows. I like it. 
I'm going to bring Otto here as a raven. Otto rests on your shoulder and just occasionally, comfortingly nudges you. Thank you, Otto. I'm in a very bad mood. Ah! Where's a therapist when you need one? Ah! <laughs> Wait a minute, you can't talk anymore. It's hard being a raven. It's hard to talk with a beak. Oh, that's ah! fair. Let's go dance now, I guess. <laughs> Juniper, anything you want to do? I'm going to go walk amongst some trees in my lovely twig and branches cloak and just get as many birds on me as possible. Yeah, you're doing the Disney princess thing, but instead I... you're like a like a horrifying badass. Yeah. The Disney badass yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, right. come on, birds. You like me. And they're all like, <laughs> Weirdly, you and Audel are having the same morning just with vastly different emotional reactions to what's going on. Quinny, what about you? Going over the final touches of the choreography with Otto. And well, actually, I will take a moment to summon forth Frostbite, my ice short sword. And I'll hand it to you. And I say, this is going to be your sword in our dance. Why do I have a sword in the dance? Because I'm going to have one too. And we're going to dance the Marushka from the Adams family. What have we been practicing this entire time? Those were the basics. Now you're ready for the Marushka. What? And with that, you head to the Masquerade. So the Masquerade is held in uh, sort of the Grand Hall of Grimlock Manor. It's been festooned with a variety of different things. The theme is Under the Sea. So there's... <laughs> well, shit. Uh, so there's just like cardboard waves and things. Um, it's very fancy, but also very tacky at the same time. It's uh, one of those ironic parties. School dance under the sea? Uh, yes. Yeah, that's very much what it is and you can see that cassandra grimlock keeps like gesturing to it like this is a grand show of wealth and everyone's like oh yeah 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 as soon as she turns around they're like no will my costume attract penguins as well no 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 i mean there's cardboard penguins but they all look shitty all right um think of an appropriate bird no uh you just get regular birds they fly in through the window still it is the grand hall you can tell it was built back when uh, the grimlocks were still very much in wealth so you all enter wearing your costumes uh one more time for the humans in the back what is everyone wearing I am wearing an entire suit of armor covered in fruit that is growing out of the armor that is edible. And when the fruit is picked, it grows more fruit. I'm also wearing a porcelain face mask that's sort of like a neutral mask, but with all the features. And its features shift to match whatever facial expression I am making. Excellent. Donald, what are you wearing? I'm wearing a little spider costume that I kind of picture looks like a Kigurumi. It's pretty cute, except I'm also wearing a mask that flips my face upside down. <laughs> so there's a, there's a lot happening right here. I think everyone's like, oh, that lady wearing the goblin mask looks really happy because as you're frowning upside down, it just looks like you have a giant smile on your forehead. It's weird that her eyes are leaking water directly up. That's strange. <laughs> that's that's odd. How about you, Tyler? I am wearing a costume that looks artistically like a dead and ravaged soldier, as well as a mask that has two faces going out each side, and they move and speak when I speak. And Juniper? Over my armor, I kind of have this wrapped dress that's made of twigs and branches that have been curved to fit my body, and I've got leaves coming out of it. Very, very nature with some little birds flitting around. Round. Excellent. So you all roll up in the equivalent of like a medieval limo. So just like a cart. Oh yeah. And uh, Goblin Jr. is dressed like Death Wolf and he's wearing the medallion of Thoughtful Minds. I don't know what the fuck it's called, but he's wearing it. Great. So you all roll up to the manor and you are asked to surrender your weapons at the door. That said, as entrance into the dance competition, you're allowed to keep your ceremonial swords, but all of the weapons must be left at the front. That's fine by me. I kind of give like a Come on. And they're like, oh, not for the champion, just for the plebs. And they look at butthole. (laughs) First of all, not a pleb, lord. Second of all, this is a reasonable rule. Uh, And I give them my shield and I say, could you use a hammer, champion? And I show her Moonlight Bringer. 
I could always use a hammer. All right, then you can have this one. And I just hand it off to her. Sorry, champion. You can either have the sword or the hammer. Oh, and kind of side look at butthole. Okay, give him the hammer. Okay. It's fine. Actually, sir, the hammer is actually part (laughs) of his costume. (laughs) He looks down and apples are growing along the hilt of the hammer. (laughs) Oh, well, I, I wouldn't want to take away Lord Applehammer's weapon of choice. He 100% falls for the suggestion. I take my hammer back and I say, thank you. Would you like an apple? Thank you, Lord Applehammer. Uh, and he takes it. And honestly, it's pretty fucking delicious, given that it was magically grown off armor. I eat a tomato because I'm weird. <laughs> <laughs> you walk in, there's just tomato juice running down You're your chin. You're eating it like an apple. Oh, right? yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, the people behind him are like, oh, yeah, the sword's a part of our costumes, too. And he's like, shut the fuck up, you bastard. <laughs> Clearly not. Not falling for that. So you're able to enter the grand space. The dance competition uh, will be coming up in a few minutes. So you have a couple minutes to kind of look around. Doddle, to your surprise and horror, mounting the uh, observational head table. I see Baroness Gremlock to her side is Reznov, but led up by Long John Oathkeeper, you recognize your own face ascending the stairs. Dodalia is a elf with long black hair and a long, flowing, beautiful green dress, and she looks over this place as though she owns it already. She takes the Baroness's hand and sits next to her. Is that really what my head looks like from the back? <laughs> I look down and I say, what? Is that really what my head looks like from the back? And I look up at the dais and I'm like, is that is that your body? Uh-huh. That's you? Then A, yes. <laughs> but B, guys, and I like tap Quinny on the shoulder, but I don't look down at Quinny. It's one of those things where and you want to look. And taps Juniper on yeah. the shoulder. Yeah. I'm like, that's uh, the dais, the what? dais. That's the, vo- that's the void walker inside uh, Doddle's body. Yeah, all right. Doddle's <laughs> rolling up. <laughs> Like, I got something to focus on here. <laughs> okay, you guys just focus on the dance, Doddle. You got to focus on the dance right now so D- we can get in there and change this. Doddle's rolling up her sleeves and like spits and yes. starts walking towards the void breaker. Use it. Wait, no. Okay, Quinny, <laughs> you're running. Yeah, Quinny, you got to deal with Doddle. Uh, and I look down to Goblin Jr. and I'm like, go find the Forsaken and bring him to the Prince Apple Hammer. And I sling my, yeah, right. I sling my hammer on my back. But I nestle it in among as much fruit as possible, so it's not clearly me walking around with a weapon. It's sure. just, like, fruitified. Quinny, you managed to get in front of Doddle. What's the argument you used to stop her from rushing the stage? This is not our chance to get close. That chance is coming. What we need to do right now is dance our way into the wedding. And then you get to roll your sleeves up and beat the shit out of the person in your body? Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm gonna give her any wounds that are gonna heal. <laughs> good, 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 good. Hold on to that. But we need to dance right now, right? Okay. Right? She's all the way up there. It's mm-hmm. not going to happen right now, but it will happen. She's also probably going to instantly recognize me. This mask might not have been the best choice. That's something to think about. <gasps> we could do like, have you ever heard of the Elvish play? We're going to do the Elvish play. <laughs> when he's just excited that you're excited and he's like, oh, okay. And his I'm mind gonna, is racing. No. Like, What is the Elvish play? So in my homeland, we have this play where in the play... There was a murder, and then the person finds out about the murder, and then they put on a play inside the play that acts out the murder. There's a lot of change-ups, like, seconds before we get onto no, the no, dance floor. No, 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 no. We'll, still, we'll still do the same thing. Like, okay. whatever you said, like, the sword Macarena or whatever. The Mamushka. <laughs> I prefer sword Macarena, just to be clear. Yeah. We all but, do. It's known as the Mamushka to Quinny's people, but the rest of the world calls it the sword Macarena. But... But I'm going to go up there looking like her in a spider costume with an upside down face. And it's going to freak her out. And then we'll have the upper hand. And then I'm going to kill her. 
after we win the dance competition. Yeah, we're going to win the dance competition. Yes. So, Butthole, you're sipping a drink from your, I assume, your infinite stein? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not paying for shit if I don't have to. Damn right. I've blown so much cash this trip. <laughs> and Death Wolf walks up beside you and is like, hey, look who I brought. And you turn and the Forsaken stands before you. And I look him dead in the eye. Can I recognize who is inside the helmet? Because he's got that like gladiator front opening. Yeah, yeah. You recognize those eyes. You once respected those eyes and befriended those eyes and were briefly arrested by those eyes. Mm-hmm. says, oh... Butthole, I see I've got some splaining to do. <laughs> and I just like, oh, thank the goddess. I was really worried it was just a rando stranger. And he takes off his helmet to reveal a very gaunt but still recognizable Von Strauss. Why are you the Forsaken now? Well, after I failed my lord and he died, I was at loose ends. Uh, Neverwinter fell into the hands of the enemies and I didn't have much purpose. But then I remembered how you found new purpose and and I sought out your armor and the, the, the ashes of the battlefield and... And this, my ward, murder child, or as he was once known, this is Lord Never Ember's secret heir. I'm training him and raising him so that the same fate that befell my lord will never befall him. Okay, I'm pretty actually kind of on board with what you're doing here. I hoped you might be. I feel like Andon's probably really mad that I stole the armor, though. Honestly, I haven't heard from her either, so not oh. crazy about Andon right mm, now. Gotcha, yes. Um... But I'm glad because it seems like you've got like a moral center to this Forsaken character, which I feel like was always going to be the logical next step in licensing. I've been trying to take him to kingdoms that have fallen into ruins so he can learn from their mistakes. The Gremlocks themselves seem to be on the the out and out. I wanted him to witness firsthand what corruption can lead to. Okay, I got two questions. One of them is going to seem petty, but it's functional. And then the other will just keep rolling forwards with that. As you're traveling around as like a fighting champion and stuff, I imagine they're paying you to show up, right? Not often. Okay, you need to start having them pay you to show up. No, but my soul is crushed. I care not for money. I understand, but we also have a book-dealing empire to go with this. Plus, it creates more value, which means you'll have an even easier way into kingdoms for Murder Child. It's about scarcity. You have to create it so people get FOMO, which ah, is a fear of missing out. Yes. Or, or fomo oaf, which is fear of missing out on the Forsaken. Hmm. <laughs> He says, well, perhaps this can help solve the wound. And he hands you uh, a bag of 2,000 gold. Holy shit. Yeah, that does solve the wound. But yeah, I guess if we did this as like a, a functional licensing deal, you're a fair guy. I'm not worried about you screwing me. So yeah. I was before the darkness. Yeah. You, you find his voice drifts in and out of Forsaken, the sadder he gets. Yeah, there's a little bit of like still paladin in there. And I'm like, do you know what? Here's the thing about the Forsaken that I just want to let you know. It's good to put on and explore the darkness. But sometimes you got to like leave the darkness because if you forget what you're forsaken from, you're not forsaken, you're just grumpy. You roll me a religion check or insight? 23. He kind of looks deep into your eyes and nods and says, I'd not considered that side before. Thank you, butthole. I know once I, I hunted you and put you in jail, but it seems that you are far further down the path to enlightenment than I. I'm realizing that I spend a lot of time helping people when I'm present, but it's very hard for me to pass on my teachings otherwise. And it seems like you could really use the help of a goddess that you know to be demonstrably real rather than a lot of abstract symbolism. I think I'm going to put together some writings on Moonhammer that I can send you. So I take down like his Raven address where people can just like write down where they are and leave it at local Raven stuff. And I'm like, I'll send you teachings. Let's keep in touch because it's not just about the money. I actually care about your forsaken heart. And now I'm definitely on team murder child. Oh, I started my own house, House Farch. I'm trying to sort things out with my mom in a car. There's a lot of stuff going on there. But immediately 
Have you seen the Hourglass of Eternity around here? No, it's kept in the, in the vault with the rest of the relics. The Gremlock family's notoriously secretive and paranoid, but since they've lost their powers, I imagine if you wanted it, it wouldn't be too difficult to find. So I'm just going to sort of like wander off down the halls with him and find some like quieter halls where I can relay what's going on with Doddle and the Voidwalker sure. and right. the Switch so you guys, and about the vault and the heist. So. so you guys go off and get caught up. I also feed Murder Child a bunch of fruit. He's happy. He's a haunted child, but uh, he seems... Uh, he gets the good shit like peaches and stuff, oh, not man. like a tomato. Pretty happy. You, you also sense a tremendous amount of psionic energy contained within him, though it seems as yet unhoned. I give him also just a hammer of Moonhammer, and I just say, remember, bad guys are forsaken, but you got to protect the good people. And says, can I keep it, Mr. Von Strauss? And he's like, I told you, it's the forsaken. And yes. <laughs> Smash cut back out to the dance hall. So the time has come, my friends, to dance of many dances. Donald's stretching angrily. Dodalia stands and says, welcome, welcome all. I thank you for coming to this, the... Day before my nuptials, it's so nice to see so many eager new friends here to just cheer us on as me and my betrothed take our next steps in togetherness. Isn't that right? And the Baroness stands up to say something and she just gently pushes her back down. Um, <laughs> so now you will dance for my amusement and who manages to bore me the least shall receive a reward, a reward of getting to come watch me have a happy day. Doesn't that sound delightful? And everyone applauds pleasantly. Uh, and then the dancers take to the floor. So, show me what you've got. And she sits back down. Just giving her the death glare the entire time. Are we just dancing? Is it like everybody makes a circle for us? Or are we taking turns? Or what's going on? Yeah, what's the it, format? It's like a straight up <laughs> dance circle situation. Everybody comes out and dances in the center of the circle one by one. The partners that are least interesting are dismissed until there is only one remaining dancing couple. <laughs> so okay. everybody so, dances at the same time a la Grease rules where they're like, not you. <laughs> yeah. Not you. Yeah. People yeah. get eliminated. Hondo P. Yep. Nice. Okay. Hey, Quinny, let's do this. Okay, All here's right. here's the most important question. What do you dance to? Let's figure this out together. What are we going to dance to, Doddle? You know what? I know exactly what we're going to dance to. Yeah? Got to dance to Teenage Dirtbag. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> I'm going to give you each one song that you get to add. So Doddle has chosen to add Teenage Dirtbag mm -hmm. to the mix. Quinny, what song do you want to add to the mix? What feels the most mamushka-ish? The most mamushka-ish would be just like an old polka song. <laughs> you walk up and you're like, hey, you guys know any polkas? And they're like, do we know polkas? Yeah, nah. you guys. Finally, my oompa-pa training comes in handy. <laughs> And with that, the band begins to play. So we're going to do this as one of our classic multi-check systems. You will have to both pass a variety of performance checks and not fail a certain amount in order to successfully win the dance competition. Butthole, you're off talking to Paladin Von Strauss. Juniper, you're here. I don't really know how much you can help with this other than just cheering them on. Yeah. I'm clapping them on raucously. What I'll let you do, Juniper, is at the end of each round, I'll let you roll a check to see if you can use kind of your status as the champion to sway people. Like, does ah, that person yes. walk around and be like, wow, they sure are good. Yes. I vote for them. All right. My friends, are you ready? Yes. Describe your first steps, please, and right. roll a performance check. So you have my sword, Frostbite. And I summon forth, this is a new spell, because I am death, a shadow blade, which is basically a long knife with no real discernible features, just condensed shadow that comes to a point. And we begin to, I think, like, like let's do this together. I think we should start like lightly tapping our swords against each other to like the rhythm of teenage dirtbag, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As, and like maybe walking around each other, kind of one hand on one hip and just the swords tapping and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, it's sung by like an opera singer. It's like, her name is Noel. <laughs> 
I had a dream about her. Donald, Donald's gonna get super into it and like take your sword and like almost stab it on the ground and like try and fling around it. Yeah, go where the music takes you. Uh, what kind of roll is this? This is a performance check. Okay, so that's a 19 for Quinny. Oh, that's a 10 for Donald. That is one success, one failure. Ah! Donald, you, you stab the sword into the ground and it sticks because it's a magic blade. So it's actually really good at that. And you kind of like stumble a little bit, but the music's feeling good. You're feeling it. And uh, I just whisper near the judges. It's like, what dramatic tension. Go ahead and roll. And she doesn't know who I am. Persuasion? <laughs> yes. And she doesn't give a damn about me. 22. All right. One of you can use advantage from Juniper talking you up because everyone's like, oh, yeah, that is dramatic. Oh, man, she stumbled. Maybe that was intentional. I don't know. I've got some from Jazzercising in the Mirror before. So you take this advantage. So the Oompapa song continues to go. And then suddenly the polka just kicks in in full gear. swings into high gear and you see a lot of the crowd looking very confused they're used to weird medieval versions of pop songs they're not used to polka Mm -hmm. go ahead i'm gonna do that thing where it's like you crouch down and like your legs kick and i'm doing flips over you while you do that (laughs) oh my god no it's a nine but you have advantage so roll again i do don't i there we go. That's a 20. Uh, and a 21 for Quinny. You guys are super good at polka. Fuck yeah, we are. The tension is rising, but you know, you guys are really feeling you're falling into a good rhythm. You feel like this is the make or break. This could win it for you or could drop you back down. What's the grand finale? What's, what's the big okay. last move? We talked about this, right? We're going to start juggling our swords back and forth. Because <laughs> I'm just a teenage to make me Roll now. <laughs> That's a three. That's a 22. So you're juggling blades. <laughs> yeah, the, the final is, And just one long squeeze on the accordion. <laughs> um, Doddle, as the blade arcs towards you, you actually catch Dodalia's eye, and she just smiles, and the blade is about to hit you. Quinny. It's my blade? Yep. I will cause it to just disappear. Both blades will disappear. So a shadow of black mist crosses your face as you make eye contact as the, the blade disappears. And I'll, I'll make it look like it happened on purpose. So I will intentionally lower my hand and not catch frostbite as it comes to me, yeah, but yeah. it also disappears. And so like the epaulette on your shoulder turns to frost. Right, right. And what do you say to really cinch this? Sorry. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> so, tr- trust your gut. Yeah. The dance between life and death goes on. And it comes out of both of my fucking... Luckily, you only needed one more success to win. Dedalia is still glowering at Doddle. I'm glowering back. But Gremlock is just like, oh, very good, very good, because that's how life and death work. I know that one. And the crowd bursts into applause, and it's true. You, as the, the winning couple, have, in fact, won the coveted spot at the Royal Nuptials. After that, the party kicks into high gear. That said, Doddle, having made eye contact with Dedalia, I think, butthole, you come out, see that they've won, but then see this happening and quickly usher her out. Yeah, it's um, time to leave. So you guys clear out. Um, Let me out! <laughs> you just burst an orange all over yourself trying to get past me. <laughs> uh, and uh, you quickly hurry out and return to the tavern to make your final preparations.
This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H ZZAR, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. So now what am I supposed to believe? Is any of this for real? Well, it looks to me like you're trying to hide. Yeah, my mom always said, don't trust anybody. Maybe they'd want to know where you're hiding out tonight. Thank you for returning my license, Joseph. That ding-dang detector pulled you. But she was married, you know. Stop being a little prick. Do you have your doubts? All right, kids. Say goodbye to Uncle Joseph. I'll handle it. Whoa, whoa, whoa there, buddy. Just say how sorry we are to hear about your parents. Why is she talking about you having a mustache? You want to take a walk? Three complete seasons of Dirt, an audio drama, are now available to binge wherever you listen to podcasts or at dirtaudiodrama.com.